Welcome to Tremendous Talk. We got the industry, tea, and the jokes. Actors, directors, musicians, and more. You're listening to Tremendous Talk. Hi, I'm Ashley Rapuano, and this is a Tremendous Talk podcast. Join us as we guide you through the realms of Hollywood and beyond while we speak to industry professionals in the spotlight. So grab a boba tea and leave your shoes at the door. Welcome to Tremendous Talk. And my co-host, Law Sharma, is here with me in spirit. He's currently off gallivanting with his friends. I think he's at a bachelor party or something. Go, Law. Go have fun. Um, This week on the podcast, we are so excited to be able to speak to Brandon Suhu and Kang Hua Tan from The Tiger's Apprentice, now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. You can literally go on Paramount+, Plus right now, and watch it online. It's such a cute, family-oriented film, family-friendly. It's heartwarming, and uh, there's just so much to it. So It's a lot of nuance, layers, and stuff. Gosh, I I resonated with so many little bits and pieces of this movie, and it just made me happy to work on the entire campaign of it. So I hope everyone enjoys it. I hope you enjoy this interview. I got a tiger dress for this reason, and I'm wearing my little rooster necklace because I'm Year of the Rooster. Um, Let us know what year you are. Uh, Yeah, I'm excited. So... Zodiacs assemble! Yeah! Hi, my name is Ashley Rapuano. And fun fact, I'm actually a publicist on this film with Tremendous Communication. So I was at the Junket and at the premiere last Saturday. Wow. (laughs) We're all together again. Yes, it's like a little reunion. I wanted to check in. How are you doing? Okay, so you start this film, you start all of this going on in the pandemic when no one is around each other. Everyone's just like in their isolated time, in their little pods and stuff, literally around no one. And now you got to meet the whole cast last Saturday. You're like actually meeting each other in person. Press is happening. Are are you good? Like what's going on? <laughs> How's the process been like? Brandon, you can go first. Man, it was such a whirlwind of activity. Um, also, you're right. Like we were doing a lot of this in, in solitude, like in our own little respective sessions and booths. So like actually seeing it up on the big screen was crazy. And actually meeting the rest of the cast for the first time was crazy. It's like I've spent these years like imagining what you sound like and imagining what it's like to be having these conversations with you. And I actually meet all these people in person and they're all such sweethearts. But um, I guess if I could put it into like a single word, that it was during the premiere to like finally like be at the um the pinnacle of all of our our collective labor or our, our collective like work was just um super surreal. I was like, I can't believe we're actually here doing this. I can't believe, you know, Sandra O's right over there. You know, I can't believe I'm hanging out with my grandma in real life. Like this is it was a huge trip. <laughs> well, the feeling for me um was very much if I could use animated language to explain myself. It's like we've been animated characters and then, you know, we've seen all these scenes of how animated characters suddenly become real life people. <laughs> that was exactly that feeling when I when I was at the premiere event, just sort of like, oh, this is, you know, the dragon and this is uh, the pig and this is my and they're all now human beings and we're relating to each other as human beings but then we've gotten to know each other as the characters so I think that is uh, a wonderful experience also the camaraderie between cast members is I think for me as an actor one of the best things about being an actor somehow I think you know people in the industry get close in a way that only people in the industry can get close. 
and uh, yeah, and I I enjoy that. Ah, that's so cute. That makes me happy. I'm so curious though. Can you kind of take us behind the scenes? Because you're in the booth recording by yourself, right? Like, how did you start developing those like cast relationships between each other? Because yo, when I saw you guys at the junket, when I saw you guys at the premiere, you were a family. Like, you love each other. Absolutely, Brandon. Um, I think it's like. I'm not sure if this is really the case or maybe this is just like something that I'm imagining, but I think it's because like when you're doing these characters, like you're building such a relationship with the characters in your head that maybe when you meet in person, it almost feels like second nature. Like I already knew you guys. So it's yeah. not like we're, now we're meeting each other for, for, for the first time. It's like, uh, I've been thinking about you guys for years. So, so like the history is almost like built in. It's crazy. And also um, a couple of the scenes I actually got to do in person with uh, uh, with Henry, with a lot of the tiger scenes, we got to do um, some really great sessions together. And with Leah, with her character Rav, um, we had some really great sessions there too. And, you know, um, they're both just super sweet to work with. And it's not difficult to, you know, build relationships pretty quickly with them. For me, um, two words. Um the feeling of camaraderie between the cast is was dependent on serendipity and social media. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, so people like Leah Lewis and with Brendan and uh, with Sherry Cola, you know, somehow we had either other projects or other channels or past projects or past events that brought them into my my life um, and then sometimes through social media and because all of us are a part of the same project like Brandon says you know Sherry Cola and I were suddenly just talking to each other on social media and because we're in the same project and we may not have seen each other in real life but it's like okay we we don't we're already fast friends. It's just one of those strange things about how I think people in the industry can relate to each other in a way that maybe people outside the industry might find very strange. <laughs> it's like how you you step onto set for the very first day and you may have to immediately be um in love with each other or <laughs> do you know what I mean it's the same thing. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, man. But I mean, also, speaking of connections, you play his grandma. Also, uh, your cousin is your daughter. Like, yeah, this I is so. <laughs> it's a small and weird world. It's so intertwined. Um, yeah. uh, she really is. Uh, Kang really is a part of my family, it seems. <laughs> yeah. And um, I love that. Also, I'm very used to that sort of very, you know, six degrees of, of separation yes. because I come from Singapore and it's a tiny little country and you're either related to or friends with or married to or divorced or going out with or broke up with. I mean, the people that, that you know, you meet. So, um, so I'm kind of really used to that. And, and I think it's, it's nice because um, I happen to really like the people that I populate my life with. And now I've got this new family, you know, from Tiger's Apprentice and they're starting to call me Mama Kang and I'm <laughs> absolutely enjoying it. 
<laughs> Mama Kang, that makes me so happy. I mean, in general, Kang, your characters have kind of like broken me in a very healthy way. I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just watching the wrong things, but I'm so used to seeing these like negative or kind of like dissonant portrayals of of grandparents and parents in media, especially in our stories, especially in API stories. So also my grandma raised me. So this whole thing, like is heartbreaking to watch in such a healing yeah. and healthy way. Can mm, how how can I be you? Like how are you you? You're just so wonderful. You're so nurturing. You're so like grounded and positive. Can you tell people me specifically? Can you tell people like how do you kind of keep this in an industry that is often like kind of, you know, it, it can suck the life out of you at times or it can really make you happy. How do you stay grounded and positive and in a bright light? Even meeting you in person, you're so lovely. Well, first of all, my uh, the first thing I want to say is I'm not grounded all the time. I am as fluffy and lost and and difficult and and you know and very often negative or anxious as the next person. However, I do have a very strong knack for curating my immediate space, and what that means is the people I share my space with are highly curated. The people I share my time with, the people that I choose to um, come into this particular uh, concentric circle that that you know that is me in the middle. I really believe in curation because you know you can't make time for everybody, but it, not only must you take care of yourself, you must also take care of the people that you decide to populate your life with. And you know you have infinite, you yeah you you don't have an infinite amount of energies. Therefore, you should curate, curate what, curate so that you have enough energy and love and time for the people that you choose, mm-hmm. and that they in turn can also give you what you need. It has to be a two way situation. Um. Yeah. And I've been like this all my life. I always recommend to everybody that it is important to be able to surround yourself with um, the good stuff. We don't have enough time for the bad stuff. Really, we don't. We don't. But in the blink of an eye, I'm 61, you know. Um, So don't waste time. Yeah. Oh, gosh, geez. Can you like journal about this later? That was beautiful. Thank you so much. Brandon, do you have that kind of similar community around you? Like, I I know you've spent so much time doing what you do and you've been in entertainment. Your grandpa was a famous actor as well. Like, would he be proud of you today? What's your community look like and stuff? Uh, So my my late grandfather, Walter Sue, who was an actor, one of the earliest uh, Asian American actors here, here in Hollywood. And um, you know, thankfully, before before he did pass, he got to see a lot of my own journey through this career. So I know he's very proud of me, and I know he'd be really stoked to see um all the places that I'm that I'm going to. Um, but yeah, in terms of like, how do I curate my community around me? Me similarly, I'm so I, I'm so careful about just the energies that I surround myself with, and it's it's so important. Um, because I'm a I'm a really sensitive person, and I. I, I need to take care of myself. If I want to continue doing really great stuff, if I want to continue being able to like, you know, maintain my own mental fortitude, uh, maintain a positive spirit, 
I, I surround myself with positivity. I surround myself with great people who are always looking out for me and I'm looking out for them. Um, the love is always mutual. So for me, like that's a huge part of my, my secret winning strategies is just like, I have a tight loving group of like awesome people around me. And I know that no matter what, we always got each other's back. It's, it's my chosen family, Like that is my Zodiac warrior circle in a way. Like, um, so that's something that Tom has done that I've done in my life that I think, um, and anyone can really benefit from is just having that that warrior that zodiac warrior family <laughs> <laughs> there is another thing i want to add to all of this and i really believe in a rich life that is more than just your work i have a very rich life i'm a mother i'm a daughter i'm a friend i love outdoor activities i love to cook i love to travel and all of that doesn't have any direct impact on being an actor but mm. it has an impact on my life and my heart and my person and all of those things are going to have a direct impact on me as an actor. And so I always encourage everybody to have a very rich life mm. um, that is more than just sitting around waiting for the next audition. That's so important. Absolutely. As, yeah. as like an artist and any kind of creative, like you're just like painting. I feel like, you know, you're using like different like source material that's inside of you and mm -hmm. any kind of life experiences that you collect is like adding to your paint palette. So I recently went on like a little traveling excursion, like by myself um, throughout Asia. And like, even though it was a lot of fun and even though this was like, it could seem rather, um, it could be seen like recreational or, or almost indulgent, but it also was a very integral part of my work to like, fill my life with interesting life experiences because it just fills up my cup so I could, uh, you know, use it on more interesting artwork. Wait, this makes me so happy. Oh my gosh. So on this podcast, balance comes up a lot, like a lot. We're all journalists or like publicity people who work on the podcast. I'm an actor too. We're filmmakers. We do like seven different things. And it always seems like, like a negative thing, right? To try to balance everything and not let all the blocks fly down. But King, what you just said about have a rich life. That's yeah. so beautiful. That's so lovely. Oh my and God. And don't be afraid. I, I mean, I think it's very important to not be afraid of moments of imbalance. We are all human. Sometimes things are just not going to balance out, but that's okay because it's going to go away and then there'll be other times where you will feel very balanced. I mean, it's just like that. <laughs> <laughs> a good reminder. Yes, such a good reminder. That's so beautiful. And then to tie it back to the movie too, I'm wearing my my tiger print dress that I didn't. Oh. I got it the day after the premiere. I'm so mad, but I'm wearing my tiger print dress and my little my little rooster because I'm year of the rooster. I wanted to know um what what do you guys resonate with with your characters? Like in Roosters, I am I resonate with being ambitious, but also like really picky and sometimes being aggressive. Also, I love that Joe Coy brought some Filipino representation to the movie too. Really, really awesome. Um, but what are your zodiacs? What kind of traits do you resonate with, or that you're like that's not me? But sometimes, like on a bad day, I can be like that. Sometimes, King, I'd love to start with you. Well, Tiger girls are very feared for um, being like fierce women but at my age and having gone through my life until today I celebrate my fierceness because I've always been fierce but kind you know I think it is important to extend your vocabulary there are so many ways of being fierce and nowadays I'm so proud of being fierce fierce in terms of protecting the ones I love fierce in terms of 
shaping my life the way that I feel is good, not just for me, but for my purpose in life. And I, I don't want to be ashamed of being a fierce tiger woman. And in Singapore, I must say, there's still some sort of taboo about, oh, you mean your daughter is born in the year of the tiger? Oh, oh, you know, she's not going to have any boyfriends or, you know, that sort of stuff. But nowadays, I think to myself, you know what, girl, if you're a tiger, like my daughter is, go ahead and be fierce, but also be kind, be fiercely kind, fiercely fair, fiercely productive. And, you know, so many ways of being fierce. Mm. Hmm. Wait, your daughter's Brandon? a tiger too? Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. It's a family of strong tiger women, tigresses. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Wow. That's pack energy right there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, fierce is such a strong energy. I feel like that's just like the embodiment of, of power in general. Like you guys are just, oh, it's, a, it's a powerful zodiac sign and you can use that power for, for anything. Right. Um, my, my zodiac is I am a pig. And uh, I grew up thinking that pigs were just these really cute, sweet, <laughs> but rather like portly and indulgent animals, you know, like they're just like chubby and kind of stinky. And, you know, I didn't really have like the craziest, like, um, I guess, perspective of pigs. I'm just like, oh, they're kind of sweet. But the more I learned about like what the actual Zodiac represents, the more I feel like it, it is something that I resonate with, you know, like they're they're also very fiercely loyal. They, they mm-hmm. really value their friends and their community. Um, mm-hmm. something that I I definitely resonate with, and um, another thing is like pigs are very fortunate, and um, I the more I like really just um, inspect the way my life has played out, it, I feel like it's just been such a series of blessings and privileges, and uh, I've just been so fortunate to have the opportunities that I've had to have the people in my life that support me and love me the way that they do. Um, and I'm just like being constantly reminded, like, dude, I'm so, I'm so blessed. And I feel like that there couldn't be anything more piggy than that. So I'm absolutely a, a lucky, a lucky pig. Oh, anything more piggy than feeling blessed. I love that. That makes me so happy. That's a good vibe. Have you ever absolutely. touched a pig before? Have I touched one? Yeah. Yeah. yeah what was so it fun. like? <laughs> have, you, have you ever touched the pig? Their fur is like, it's pretty coarse. It almost it's, feels yeah, like it's hard. Butt. Yeah. I, yeah. I think pigs are the funniest animals. They're actually like, um, um, they have a lot of like really like human characteristics. Like they have such personality. Hundred percent. Well, my makeup artist, uh, in the second season or the first season, second season of um, Kung Fu, um, she had a pig as a pet, and um, she had dogs together with her pig, and she told me that her pig was way smarter than any of her dogs. And mm. she loved her pig and her pig was an indoor pig and the pig kind of slept with them. And yeah, and, and since then, I've heard that pigs make really, really good pets. So, Brandon. I might get a pet pig. I mean, I always yeah. like the little the little pot belly pigs. Have you ever seen those? I'm yeah, like, the tiny ones, right? They're so cute. I'm like, I, I need that. I, I need that in my life. Oh, the cutest. Okay, wait. So while we're on the subject of Kung Fu, I need to know, what's your favorite dish that you cooked on Kung Fu? And Brandon, what is your favorite burger at your restaurant? Shout out your restaurant. Yes, Stacks <laughs> Grill. Go ahead, King. Well, the thing about me cooking on Kung Fu is that I never really cook, but I will share a little anecdote about cooking on Kung Fu because the very first kitchen scene when I was chopping 
um, I think it was cabbage or something like that. And it was very early on in the first season. So maybe I was still getting used to the knives and getting used to the set and everything. I actually cut my finger. Oh my God. Whoa. <laughs> in that scene. And it was like bleeding away, but the camera was not on my finger and I had a lot of things to say and I just continued saying them until mm. the director yelled cut and I just sort of like on camera showed my bloody finger and everybody went <laughs> and everybody came running and like with bandages whatever I mean it was a tiny little thing but you know cuts on fingers just bleed a lot but um yeah we're not really cooking you know on kung fu we 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 are acting cook <laughs> on kung fu yeah i mean what a professional you are though to keep on rolling with it despite the uh despite the, the mortal injury spurting blood behind the camera yeah i know it's so funny and she's just like yeah anyways <laughs> um i so my favorite burger at stacks grill is the classic it's a double smashed patty with our proprietary house blend spread what we like to do at our place is we put like a nice generous slab of tomato we put caramelized onions and minced raw onions we toast it on potato buns and you know um yeah, I think what most importantly with our burger is we're not trying to do anything fancy. We don't want to add too much extraneous ingredients to it. I, I believe in with cooking is uh, the importance of high quality ingredients and attention to detail and proper technique. So it's not necessarily like uh, we don't got to put truffle sauce on it, you know, with with Swiss cheese and mushrooms. It's a very classic American smash burger. And it's just for, for, for me, I think it's just like it's simple and it's done right. But usually I'm not making burgers in my own like uh, life when I'm cooking. For me, it's like I, I make stir fries. That's like. My yeah, favorite. I've seen your Instagram. You're like your number. You're excellent. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I, it's definitely like after moving out of my parents' house, like I, I missed my mom's cooking a lot. So I'm like, man, if I don't live with my mom, I got to like be able to feed myself. So I taught myself a few of my mom's recipes or she showed me some of her stuff. and I put my own little spins on it. Oh, that's so cute. Okay, here's what's going to happen. You're going to make a cookbook of all your stir fry and all your recipes. And then, Kang, you put a disclaimer on this is how to wrap your finger when you cut yourself. <laughs> done and done. Oh, gosh. Okay, so I'll wrap it up with the, with the last question right now. Um, What was it? I'm so lost in this conversation. Guys, this has been so fun to talk to you. You bring such like a positive light. This has been such a wonderful press day. All the press that we've done with you, it's just so like light and warming. This... It's been so wonderful on the press side of things when we like even announced it because, you know, it, it we run the gambit of things like sometimes we'll do a film that just has like one Asian person in the cast and we get to highlight that one Asian person. But guys, this is such a gift. This mm. movie, like I can't tell you how many times I've typed out the word star studded cast like it's such a stacked cast full of like very family oriented people. It's just like. I got to listen to it at a screening in San Francisco and I got to hear all the kids reacting to it and like oh. swerving in their seats and like shouting during your fight scene stuff. It was yeah. so cute. Like this is oh. such, this film feels like a moment for our community. Like not even just for uh, like Chinese culture. It feels like a whole moment. We have Joe Coy in this. We have Sandra Oh in this, all these different yeah. cultures. How, how does it feel? to have this like monumental moment. Let me tell you a story too, sorry. I actually had a press person email me and he's like, this is my favorite book ever. 
Mm. I can't believe this is a movie now. It's my favorite book. So to what you guys were talking about earlier too, like there's a ton of fans of the book out there. To, what, how does it feel? This is a big moment. How does it feel? Brendan, go ahead. Man, it's it, it feels like such a celebration. It feels like, um, you know, like it, this is the... Um, this is the victory lap after all of the years that we've put into it, you know, after all the years of anticipation and recording sessions, you know, and, and you know, like just imagining what it'll be like to see it on the big screen, being able to finally like share it with the people, being able to, you know, actually talk about it and to, um and to see the final product is such a, it's such a gift. And like you were saying, because it's such like a celebration of Asian culture, I feel like this one, this, this is really a project that um we're rallying the whole community together with. So it's a it's a victory lap and it is it is just a it's a lot of fun i'm super excited for it for me i just love stories and this is a beautiful story and i just want more and more stories to be told and i want to be a part of storytelling that reaches out to more audiences and i think that ultimately is my AirPods are dying. Hold on. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that's 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 what I want, you know. And and Tigers, I mean, more. More stories, please. You know, with or without me, uh, but uh, preferably with me, but more stories, please. Yes. Ah, this is so wonderful. Perfect timing for your AirPods dying. Thank you I for this wonderful film and doing all that you did and working with us for press and all that you do for everything. It's truly a universal themed movie, and I'm so excited for people to watch it today, right now, right now. Yay. Yes, go <laughs> watch it. The Tremendous Talk podcast is produced by Lawrence Sharma, Ashley Rapuano Sanchez, Gabriela David, Joseph Coralde, and Jeremiah Abraham in collaboration with Tremendous. The Tremendous Talk podcast jingle is by Jared Sanchez and Ashley Rapuano Sanchez, produced at Hamsterdam Records. <laughs>